48K News. It's one o'clock on Benche, the headlines. A tertiary institution and a secondary school send students home over COVID-19 infections. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, says the recent surge in the stock market shows people appreciate the newly enacted national security law. And the popular video app TikTok will reportedly exit the Hong Kong market as other tech companies suspend the processing of government requests for user data. A tertiary institution and a secondary school have sent students home over COVID-19 infections. Wendy Wong has more. The Hong Kong Academy for Performing Arts confirmed that one of its students had been infected with COVID-19. The student union said the academy's campus in Wan Chai had been shut and students had been told to leave immediately. Meanwhile, a secondary school in Wong Tai Sin has also suspended classes on virus fears. CCC Rotary Secondary School said in a statement that it was informed by a parent about a secondary three student coming down with a disease. It said he had been advised by the Education Bureau to suspend classes. A district councillor, Carmen Lau, said students had been told to leave this morning as soon as they arrived at the school. Meanwhile, a primary school in Shangshui is suspending classes today after a teacher came into contact with a coronavirus patient last week. Fengkai Innovative School said the teacher was waiting to be tested. The school said its campus would be thoroughly disinfected. Another school in Yunlong also said a family member of one of its teachers had been infected. The director of the WHO Collaborating Center for Infectious Disease Epidemiology and Control at the University of Hong Kong, Benjamin Cowling, says he's very concerned about a reported outbreak of COVID-19 among elderly care home residents. An 85-year-old woman is said to have tested positive for the coronavirus. That's after a third local COVID-19 case was confirmed yesterday, connected to a kanji and noodle shop worker who came down with the disease the day before. Here's Professor Cowling. We thankfully haven't had any outbreaks in elderly homes before, but if this is the start of an outbreak in an elderly home, I think that that's really very concerning. And I think we're going to find some other cases linked with the ones that you mentioned. I think there's, we're going to uncover a lot more cases in the coming few days, I guess. The Centre for Health Protection also said 16 coronavirus infections were confirmed yesterday among people who had recently returned to Hong Kong from overseas. Meanwhile, DAB lawmaker An Chang has called on the government to tighten anti-COVID-19 measures. Ms. Chang, who chairs LegCo's health services panel, said returnees from high-risk countries should be placed in compulsory quarantine rather than home quarantine, and that professions that are currently exempted from quarantine should at least undergo regular testing. The chief executive Carrie Lam says the recent surge in the stock market shows people appreciate the newly enacted national security law. Speaking ahead of the weekly executive council meeting, she dismissed what she called unfounded allegations that the law signals the death of one country, two systems. I'm pleased to say that uh, in the last few days, uh, I noticed, uh, you may dispute that, but I noticed that there has been an increasing appreciation of the positive effect of this national security legislation, particularly in restoring stability uh, in Hong Kong, as reflected by some of the market sentiments uh, in recent days. Surely, this is not doom and gloom for Hong Kong. I'm sure with the passage of time and efforts and, and, in fact, and the facts being laid out, uh, confidence will grow in one country, two systems, and in Hong Kong's future. Mrs. Lam also dismissed suggestions that the SAR government had been kept in the dark when the security law was being drafted by the National People's Congress Standing Committee.
Specifically, the National People's Congress Standing Committee has listened to views of the chief executive, that is myself, and Hong Kong SAR government key officials several times and taken on board our suggestions. It is much regretted that my comment made on the 23rd of June in this forum in response to a media inquiry um, that the Hong Kong SARG has not seen complete details of the proposed legislation was misrepresented or deliberately exaggerated as Hong Kong SARG being totally kept in the dark. That is not the truth. The Reuters news agency says the popular video app TikTok will exit the Hong Kong market within days. The move comes as other technology companies, including Facebook, WhatsApp and Twitter, have suspended processing government requests for user data here. Cecil Wong has more. The short-form video app, owned by China-based ByteDance, made the decision following Beijing's move to impose a new national security law on Hong Kong. In response to a question about the company's commitments to the market, a spokesman told Reuters that in light of recent events, we have decided to stop operations in Hong Kong. The company, which is now run by former Walt Disney executive Kevin Meyer, had previously said that the app's user data was not stored in China. TikTok has also said it would not comply with any request made by the Chinese government to censor content or for access to its user data. TikTok was designed so it could not be accessed by mainland China. In China, ByteDance operates a similar app called Douyin. Earlier, IT sector lawmaker Charles Mock had warned that global companies could pull out of Hong Kong because of the police last night being given sweeping powers to demand that internet platforms remove material that they think endangers national security. Refusal to comply could result in a six-month jail sentence and a fine of $100,000. Mr. Mock said the mainland China's Great Firewall had effectively been extended to Hong Kong, and this had implications for Hong Kong as a financial and IT center. It is deeply worrying that these companies may have to reassess the risk of doing business in Hong Kong. And uh, similar to some of these companies' decision previously uh, to exit from the China mainland market, will they have to make that kind of decision for Hong Kong? Uh, Eventually, will the Hong Kong government make a ban on these services totally? That remains to be seen, but I think by now we cannot rule out any possibility. And that's deeply worrying for Hong Kong as a communication centre, as a financial service centre, because the key previous selling point of Hong Kong was Hong Kong has free flow of information. And obviously we don't have that anymore after last night. Around two dozen activists have staged demonstrations to mark the Marco Polo Bridge incident in 1937 that sparked the Sino-Japanese War. They chanted slogans, demanding an apology from Japan as they rallied at the country's consulate in Central. The Federation of Trade Unions said all Chinese people, especially the younger generation, should remember the sacrifices made by the forefathers. Here's Bill Tang of the FTU. Our father or our father's fathers, they have a very bad burden of warfare that provoked by Japan. So today, 83 years ago, Japan provoked the total war to China. We need to uh, make this event to be our memory for every generation. And we can treasure our person, please, and know our identity of Chinese. 
A new World Health Organization survey has found that 73 countries are at risk of running out of medicines needed to treat people who are HIV positive because of the coronavirus pandemic. The UN agency said about a third of all people reliant on antiretroviral drugs are affected. Winnie Biyama is the executive director of UNAIDS. We were already off track, but coronavirus is threatening to blow us even more off track. We are getting reports of facilities being closed, supply chains being disrupted, borders closing, lockdown measures hurting the most vulnerable and stopping them from reaching services. Brazil's president, Jair Bolsonaro, has gone to hospital for a lung examination and a fourth COVID-19 test, with media reports saying he has experienced fever symptoms. Earlier, President Bolsonaro scrapped the mandatory wearing of face masks in Brazil's prisons. On Friday, Mr. Bolsonaro vetoed provisions, making it mandatory to use a mask in shops, churches and schools. But as the BBC's Katie Watson reports, the number of people dying in Brazil is still high. We've had the numbers in for this evening, 620 more deaths and more than 20,000 new cases. And Mondays are usually a very quiet day because of the weekend. The numbers are usually much more suppressed than we see later on in the week. But they're still you know, big numbers. The country's still in the middle of the crisis and we're seeing cities reopen. The governor of New York, one of the U.S. states worst affected by COVID-19, has accused President Trump of enabling the virus. Andrew Cuomo appealed to Mr. Trump not to be, as he put it, a co-conspirator with COVID-19. Acknowledge to the American people that COVID exists. It is a major problem. It's going to continue until we admit it and each of us stands up to do our part. If he does not acknowledge that, then he is facilitating the virus. He is enabling the virus. The chief of police in New York says recent protests against police brutality and racism are partly to blame for a surge in gun violence in the city. Chief Terrence Monahan said the protests had demoralized his officers and weakened the NYPD's ability to tackle violent crime. You take a look at what's happened this weekend. The amount of shootings uh, just the last week, 74 incidents, 101 victims, 101 people who took a bullet, 18 who were killed. Imagine if there weren't cops out there. Imagine if it wasn't detectives responding to every scene, if it wasn't detectives identifying the murderers that are out there that are perpetrating this violence. Just imagine how bad it would be if you ever abolished the police. Chief Monahan also cited other factors, including the release of prisoners because of the coronavirus. To currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 107.36 yen. The euro stands at 1 U.S. dollar and 13 cents. And the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 68 cents. And a quick look at the stocks. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 26,334. That's three points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $138 billion. And now to sports. Here's Atom Jung. We start in the NFL, where Patrick Mahomes has been offered the largest contract in the history of professional sports. The Super Bowl MVP and the Kansas City Chiefs have agreed a 10-year extension worth a record 503 million U.S. dollars, according to the player's agent. It surpasses Mike Trout's 427 million U.S. dollar contract with baseball's Los Angeles Angels. 
The Chiefs had Mahomes under contract for the next two seasons, but wanted a long-term deal with the quarterback who led them to their first NFL title in 50 years. The extension keeps him on the team through the 2031 season. Mahomes was the Chiefs' 10th overall pick in the 2017 draft. He went on to shatter just about every passing record on the franchise. His performance in the Super Bowl victory against San Francisco in February earned him the MVP award. Now to the English Premier League, where Tottenham have kept alive their faint hopes of European football next season. They beat Everton 1-0 in a contest overshadowed by a physical confrontation between Spurs teammates Hugo Lloris and Son Heung-min following a disagreement at halftime. Other teammates had to come between them when Lloris came racing out to confront the striker. Mourinho's marching across yeah. the field now. Calm as you like, Mourinho. Those two have been teammates for a long time and they've had to be physically separated from each other. They were bellowing in each other's faces there. Loris was angry that Sun had allowed the Everton striker Richarlison a good chance to equalize on the stroke of halftime after Michael Keane's own goal had given Spurs the lead. Here's the Spurs manager, Jose Mourinho. Uh, probably if you want to blame somebody for that is is me uh, because I was critical of my my boys because they are not in in my opinion enough critic with themselves with each other and was a situation in the end of uh, of the first half where uh, an amazing kid that everybody loves like like Sony a team boy but in that uh, situation uh, the captain thought last minute of the first half you have to do more for the team you have to to give us a, a different effort than you gave that win for Tottenham moves them up to 8th in the table, 1 point below Arsenal and 7 off the top 4. In golf, the PGA Tour have reversed their decision to allow up to 8,000 fans to attend next week's tournament at Memorial in Ohio. Organizers say the decision was prompted by the continuing rise of coronavirus cases in the United States. Six PGA Tour players have tested positive through the first four tournaments back since the restart. And that's your look at sports. Atom Jang reporting. And to end the news, the top stories once again. A tertiary institution and a secondary school send students home over COVID-19 infections. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, says the recent surge in the stock market shows people appreciate the newly enacted national security law. And the popular video app TikTok will reportedly exit the Hong Kong market as other tech companies suspend the processing of government requests for user data. And that's the news from RTHK.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, this Tuesday afternoon. Welcome, welcome. The 7th of the 7th is today's date. First of all, many thanks to Phil for this morning's morning brew. And we do have a very busy program for you. First of all, we're drowning our sorrows by chatting with a vodka enthusiast and also whiskey expert, John Rhodes. John will be joining us just uh, in about 10 minutes and he'll be bringing uh, different types of vodka to talk about vodka pairing. We've often heard about uh, whiskey pairing or wine pairing and, you know... But vodka pairing has to be a first, so we'll hear uh, what he has to say in about uh, 10 minutes or so. And uh, after the 2 o'clock news, we'll be chatting with Crystal Kwok, acclaimed uh, Hong Kong filmmaker and also talk show host and now academic. Uh, Crystal, of course, used to host Kwok Talk, um, the program before the 123 show. So we'll be excited to catch up uh, with her and she'll be chatting about her upcoming uh, talk, which is called Anti-Blackness Through a Chinese American Lens and uh, that'll be after the 2 o'clock news and finally after 2.30 we'll be catching up with food and drink reporter Andrew Dembina um, as he joins us for a bit of global food news update and of course we want to welcome your thoughts as well so feel free to drop us an email anytime uh, during the program